Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestler Review. Thank God we weren't recording. Seconds ago, Dylan got invented a new racial slur. Ooh, I went on a tirade about, you guessed it, He's thinking the Irish. Of which, yep, it was the Irish. It was. And let me just say, what the word he said was long. Patty fuckers. Whoa. That's yeah, a new you patty people. fucking piece of shit. Whoa, easy. I didn't realize... I was about to just name a comedian. Quit we were protesting just and cat lick my balls, you Irish pieces of shit. Oh, I wish you would protestant my ass, Dylan. There you go. Stick a fucking cross in my asshole. Shove it in there till poor blood comes out. Figure out which one is more and then eat that more, baby. Because we're talking about the bruiser and the crusher. Someone who I thought... There is no information, so we should uh, probably I mean, combine well, these I two remember, people. I remember when you were like, there's not that much on these guys, and in my head I was like, I don't want to argue with my friend. I don't want to argue with my friend. Because it's one of those things where it's like, I knew... It's hard to talk about it, feuds, because basically it's like, these guys don't have to develop their characters. There's been more character development in Billy Gunn's three, year, in three years of Billy Gunn's career than there is in all of the Bruiser or the Crusher, because the Dick the Bruiser goes... Literally, here's Dick the Bruiser's career. Plays for the Packers. Gets hurt, starts. Uh, that someone somewhere says, "Yeah, he got kicked out of football because he was too fucking extreme." He never. He's like, "Yeah, for sure, that's why." And then his character is too many people nowadays wearing pink. I'm gonna fuck him up. Yeah, this is the thing. Is basically Dick the Bruiser and the Crusher are the Republican Party of the United States before the Tea Party in 2010. Just a white guy with a cigar. Well. Why don't you stop crying and get a fucking job? Also, what's yeah. that in your cup? It's tea. Tea? I didn't realize you were my grandmother. It's daytime. Men drink beer. Also, <laughs> you die at 50. Um, Are they the Dick first the guys, like the first generation where it's like, this going to sound weird, but like beer is a German drink up until a certain point. When does beer become like an Americanized drink? Because the bruiser and the crusher really are in that first wave of like we fucking drink beers there's some really good crusher and he's like i'm, I'm traded i'm traded for this match i'm drinking way more beer that's what he says yeah, I'm like, how yeah. can you not love this man uh also the, their other way of training which i really enjoy they dance with fat girls we drink oh, beer yeah fat girls. <laughs> i was up all night for the cardio with the with the barmaids oh that's good yeah i no, dance no, with fat girls and i get hammered they specify that's mm -hmm. how you work out, which, by the way, is the uh, this is, by the way, who Dick the Bruiser and the Crusher are. They are the proto ECW wrestlers. No character development. They come in. This is who we are. You love it. We will be like this for a long time. Goodbye. Fuck you. Suck my dick. Fuck my ass. Also, yeah, th there will, will be this. no wrestling holds. There will there be will no be wrestling. A, there will we be a lot people. of the, the promos will be very good. There will be just actual oh, yeah. punches, and there will be bodies that you would think you should wear a different wrestling outfit. No, how manly I wanted to be naked. Were. They Go had ahead. a long-term feud with Larry Henning and Harley Race. What was the cause of that feud? Um, they Larry uh, and Harley smoked cigarettes, mm -hmm. and the Crusher and Dick the Bruiser smoked cigars. Almost, and they 
and they said cigars mean our penises are bigger and Harley Race went, this <laughs> motherfucker said penis to me and that means if I hear the word penis from a man I'm a homosexual Larry let's fucking get these motherfuckers basically they were like we don't like these guys because they are pussies yep also <laughs> he, they, you know how fucking you know that's how the set that's how sick wrestling was in the 70s is that two men could look at harley race and be like this guy's a fucking pussy and the audience yeah. would be like he is i mean why does he have curls and he's like yeah these are natural curls no excuse harley also shave your head do you smoke a cigar yeah do you know what's also great about harley race's feelings about dick the bruiser and the crusher hates them. how does he hates them would you like to know why he hates them can't didn't wrestle. feel like they can't wrestle Harley, you you're an asshole. Him. Like, also, him. like, fuck you, Harley. No, like, but Harley, you, you, Harley, your move is like what I do is I go into the ring and I'm an intimidating man and then I jump off the ro top rope and hit them with my head. Like, it's not like Harley Race is fucking Ric Flair. You know what I'm saying? Like, Harley Race is basically just different time. He's the raw, he's the Rob Van Dam to their Tommy Dreamer and Sandman. Like that's exactly like who Dick the Bruiser and mm -hmm. the Crusher are is they're just Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman. Like they literally are just With they look, look like way more charismatic. Oh my god. Like, like they are these so guys are who I still want watchable. Exactly. The, I trying to think of it maybe Rusev before Rusev got like shredded but like there's no wrestlers that are just like, I am a fridge with arms that are mostly forearm because I've had manual labor well, jobs. Well, here's the thing. That's the biggest bear. steak and I fuck missionary yeah, because I look to look a woman in the eyes while she's not pleasured at all. Exactly. I want to look her in the eyes and ask her. That better not be, that pussy better not be wet. That can means you, you have um, an infection. Can you, uh, just get near my clitoris. I don't know where that is, and I don't have money for a vacation. Yeah, I don't. Missionary, missionary. I do really hope that, yeah, every time like their wives. Foreign. Go for it. Crusher, can you say hello to your son? I don't got any goddamn money to go fishing. There you go. So say hi to my son. I'll punch him in the face, and if he doesn't punch me back, then fuck shit. I want you all to know I uh, yeah, before I, uh, before this rest review, I went to go down to go get coffee. This is being filmed in Dubai, and I only mm. just now realized my fly way open. So I was definitely, I was hanging cock in a very strict <laughs> country's <laughs> hotel lobby. Hanging cock is a good. Of course it is, isn't it nice? Pardon me. You know who? And you know who invented the phrase "hanging cock"? Dylan got me. That's true. And you know who your dad was? Dick the Bruiser. Ooh. That's why your nickname's Dick the Loser. <laughs> Dick the Bruiser is he's also uh what's his nickname? Um uh, uh uh hang on I got it I got it the Scorpion Kisser. Ooh, the world's most dangerous man. I know he's yeah, he's the world's most dangerous wrestler and also uh he was David Letterman's favorite wrestler, which is why David Letterman's yeah. ba uh, band on Late Night was called the world's most dangerous band. And there's a great Bob Costas interview where uh, David Letterman just talks about how much he likes uh, Dick the Bruiser, mostly because he was like, he'd be announced from Reno, Nevada, and then he'd just smoke a cigar in the ring. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> oh, and he loved Heenan, too. Uh, John, can you check the audio? Just because you're popping yeah. things a bit. Let me do, let me just double check my levels here, everybody. Sorry. I, but uh, this is like another thing where, all... like, if they could have wrestled, 
these guys would have been NWA champions just because, like, what else do you want? I don't understand. Like, these guys are kind of a weird bridge to me where it's like if these guys are young and Vince McMahon Jr. has money, he goes national with these guys as, like, big tag champs because well, that's exactly what they want. Who gives a shit about wrestling? They'll do their finishing move and they'll scream about beers. It's going to be great. And also, here's the other thing is I, I, I see what you're saying. I actually disagree. There's a couple of reasons why Vince McMahon never used them. One was Dick the Bruiser was banned from Madison Square Garden. He did use the Crusher during the Attitude Dick Era. Dick the Bruiser was not banned from Madison Square Garden. That was in uh, Hobson's research. That was a lie. That was, a, that was of another it was. one of those lies. But I guarantee you, but here's the thing with Wrestlers Dick the Bruiser. lie. I know they do, but here's the thing with Dick the Bruiser is I guarantee that was a lie that he just lived. Like, I guarantee they'd be like, come play Madison Square Garden. I'm banned. You're not. I am, though. Like, you know what I mean? In that weird way that, you know, those shitty, they were really good 10 years ago comedians we both were just talking about before this started recording. Mm -hmm. You know how they have, like, fake feuds with the Just for Laughs festival that's based off of nothing? Mm-hmm. That's what I guarantee Dick the Bruiser and the Crusher were like, in that they would be like, I can't play Tupelo because I've got a fake family there. And then you go to Tupelo and be like, does Dick the Bruiser ever played here? And they're like, no. And they're like, he's like, oh, just made that up. We have to stop because I am about to sneeze in a way that means my entire computer will be covered in boogers and snot. <laughs> no, mute. Mute yourself. This is like radio. No. I want you to keep going, no. and I'm going to go bl- blow my nose. You tell, you talk about the early... Oh, my God, it's coming! John's calling his wife his nose. I'm going to pause for laughter for you guys to stop laughing until we get back. But anyway, uh, so the Crusher has, like, a pretty normal childhood. The Bruiser, actually, is pretty well-to-do, and I am paraphrasing the research, man. I found this text to speech app I'll just might use for you guys. So there's Christopher Hobson has literally 13 pages of research total on Dick the Bruiser and the Crusher here. And I might just do a text to speech so you guys get all the information because we're going to get something wrong here because I have a child and John didn't get the research till just now. But Dick the Bruiser played in the uh, NFL for the Green Bay Packers from 1951 to 1954. He was not on the good Packers teams. They were very bad. Um, oh yeah. Also, there's nothing sadder than being in the NFL before the let's say the early eighties. Cause that's just like you've got the prestige of playing in the NFL, but you got paid eight dollars and a man told you to go fuck yourself. Like there was just like it was all of the concussions, none of the financial reward. Oh yes. You just you just got bad knees. Good good for you. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Minnesota Vikings. We just shot you in the foot. <laughs> but Dick the Bruiser, as I was saying, this guy's a pretty well-to-do childhood. He actually, um, I believe he was like his dad was a politician. Um, Are you shocked? I was not shocked at all learning that like Dick the Bruiser was a middle-class boy. Because no one has that kind of confidence in this era and grew up with any type of adversity. Like Dick the Bruiser clearly was just sort of like, this is what Dick the Bruiser's life was. I want to do that. And then he did it. Like, I want to play for the Packers. Okay. I want to be a wrestler. Here you go. I'd like to I'd like to be able to drink, drink beer in the morning. Well, you're a wrestler. You're allowed to do that. Cool. I want to say fat <laughs> people on television. That also is very acceptable now, Dick. <laughs> We're going to make you popular in the 50s. We should say this. He gets into wrestling. How does he get into wrestling, baby? How does Dick the Bruiser get into wrestling? 
Vern Gagne smells the air and goes, there's an ex-football player near. Someone bring him to me. Honestly, I can't believe. Sorry, go for it. Vern Gagne likes Dick the Bruiser. Because there is no one in wrestling that is more not Vern Gagne than Dick the Bruiser. Vern Gagne is a boring, bald man who I guarantee only drinks wine. And he's like, his perfect idea of a match is I put a sleeper hold on a wrestler and we lay in the middle of the ring for three hours. Everyone is completely <laughs> silent. And we softly reassure each other this is a good idea. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah, good yeah. we're here. Yeah, and, we, and then also, and Greg is just being told he's not good enough. So quickly, <laughs> someone tell Greg he's not yeah. good enough. Greg! Someone, and then someone hurts You're not my good son's enough. feelings. That's my finishing yeah, yeah, yeah. move. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Vern's calling his son greg to let him know that while they are biologically related uh, Vern considers him a bastard but we should uh suck suck time also so he leaves the packers and starts wrestling and he's really kind of the dream for a lot of because he was a starter and then obviously if you're talking about the 80s he keeps on playing professional football but since the money's better at wrestling he just goes to wrestling completely in 1955 and immediately debuts on the Dumont Network. You know what that means? It's big. There's like That's three right. channels it's... and he's on one of them. Yeah. It's also, am I the only one that just assumes the Dumont Network is owned by a cigarette company? Like, I don't know why. Oh, I yeah, always, I just, every time I hear that, I'm just like, ah, everyone involved in that company is dead from lung cancer. Um, yeah, and then and, uh, Dick's a bruiser, which this is f- my favorite thing is is because everyone, Gorgeous George obviously was really big at the time, so everyone was wearing robes and trying to be Gorgeous George, and his gimmick was fucking, I got my boots and I got my trunks, and his gimmick was, I'm homophobic, even in the 1950s, so that's pretty Yeah, cool. which is, do you know how hard you have to try for someone to be like, oh, no, yeah. this guy's homophobic, and also it's like, what's this new music, rock and roll? Like, he... It's also Dick the Bruiser is so the anti-gorgeous George, and it's sort of weird that it's not more said kind of the yin to the yang of those sort of wrestlers. Like it's always sort of portrayed as like there was gorgeous George and the ring was empty, and you'd go to wrestling just to see gorgeous George walk around. Like they never talk about his opponents, what kind of wrestler he was, anything like that. And then you kind of realize, like, oh, like they actually were doing what they did now, which is gorgeous George is a pretty boy with a nice robe. So the yang to that would be a drunk, muscular, fat man yelling. Oh, yeah. And this is the prime time, too, where, yeah, you could be muscular, but they're fucking, get your fucking abs the fuck out of here, you piece well, of he Well, the steroids don't exist. This is pre-steroid Steroids time. do exist. In the 50s? Do they? Look it up, you fucking yes, bitch. Look it up. Is, there's, no, there's no steroid abuse in the 1950s. There is. Name, by who? Bodybuilders? Olympians? <laughs> There's no, there's no, there were no bodybuilders in 1950. Look it up. I'm looking it up they right were just now. Freaks, you know what I mean? Like it only got popular bodybuilding did because of Arnold Schwarzenegger and really takes off obviously after the movie Conan, which then gives birth to Triple H, meaning it's the beginning and end of civilization. But yeah, man. Oh, uh, who's the nerd that made the fucking steroid fucking Wikipedia? Cool. Oh God. Damn it. Cool, yeah, Dylan. you are right. You are right. It was, yeah, a, there were a variety of Nobel Prizes issued for steroid research. Well, that's sick. Starting in 1927, uh, 
Uh, oh, in 1939, isolation and structural studies of steroids on sex hormones. Hello, Dylan. Dylan. I like, I like sex Dylan, hormones. pick up the phone. Pick it up. Oh, okay. We're talking about Se- sex. Sex hormones. <laughs> sex uh, ho- hormones, by the way, spell with a W. Ooh, that you know what that means. I'm like a hormone. <laughs> yeah, you've been pretty literal on that one. Um, That's right. So subtleties for bitches. Deck, deck the bruiser gets in a uh, a brawl at the Liddell Athletic Club. Good lord, I miss this. Also, COVID was supposed to like erase all comedy clubs, and I was really hoping that we would just get the return of the Supper Club because I'd love to follow a m- fucking goddamn musician for its change. You know what I mean? Oh my god! You also what's weird? You also love dressing up. Like you love a nice outfit. Oh yeah, triple breasted, double breasted is for a fucking hobo. I triple breast all my. Have you never seen a triple breast? By the way, it's it's got the two flats of a double breast and then a third flap over top. It is very very cumbersome and also very thick. You will sweat. (laughs) So I'm going to read off uh, a major incident that happened with Dick DeBruiser. They're at the Liddell Athletic Club. And I assume there's folded uh, towels. Alex Karras here. He, this is Karras, saw the crowds. Uh, he saw the crowds and I had all the money I was making in the Detroit area. I don't know whether you've ever followed Karras. If you've read his book, he always mentions, can't even begin to pronounce that name. This guy was the owner of the place where it all happened. He and Karras were partners. That little Greek kind of guided him. There we go. This is when you fucking fuck Greece, Dick the Bruiser. Anyway, they had easy access to the press because the Detroit pre- Free Press was just a block away. Everybody had their breaks. That's where they came to eat and drink. So they got word in that he was a better wrestler than I was. These sports writers ate that up. I was just a so-and-so football player, and that's why I became a wrestler. He was building himself up because it was so easy because he had access to all these writers. Anyway, I told him to stop doing that. And a big story that he was going to clean up wrestling around here. And that Dick the Bruiser was a bum and so forth. I got arguing with uh, Brutscaris was the name I didn't even try and pronounce. And then Karis happened to come by. And the first thing, we got into a fight. Not much of a fight. Karis and I threw a couple of punches, maybe. Karis got between us and we fell to the floor. Pretty soon, everybody was against me. And they were hitting me on the head with pool cues. The bunch of goofs. And uh, basically, Dick the Bruiser sustains no damage, but just like being banned from MSG, that adds more to his lore that he'll just fucking fight a goddamn Greek at any time. Also, a couple of things. One, I learned that Detroit has a big Greek population from listening to a radio interview that Dick the Bruiser did in, I think, the 70s. He just kept on mentioning his enemies, the Greeks? He absolutely, I can't wait to be back in Detroit, all the Greek people or Greek men. I remember he specified that at one point. It's on YouTube. It's phenomenal. Also, Alex Karras, I assume, is just the other wrestler in the Sheik's territory. Because this guy, by the way, Dick the Bruiser is still wrestling 20 years later in Detroit. And let me say this about Dick the Bruiser. He's a much better actor than you think he is because there's no way he actually hated Alex Karras. But the way he is dismissive of him is like, you're like, oh, you don't like that guy at all. Oh, yeah. Dick the Bruiser also is wrestling fucking everybody. Like, Freddie Blassie, he wins the WWE title from. He's fucking wrestling fucking Fritz Von Erich when Fritz is a Nazi, and he's like, hey, you Nazis hate cigars. Boo. That's the main problem. It must have been so. Yeah. Yeah. I 
I just want to let you know I'm going to the ring with Fritz Von Eric. Now, I agree with a lot of things he did. They're organized. <laughs> Let's just say this. I fought alongside them, and they're good people. Anyway, yeah. they won't let me smoke cigars specifically. I don't want to take a side in any major dispute. Let me just say that Anne Frank bitch is a liar. Like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you prove to me that diary's real. I yeah. have a website. And Frank lying bitch. You'll learn what websites are. <laughs> yeah, let me Dick say this. Is came up with you know what else I want to bruise? The Simon Wiesenthal Foundation. Get him. Get him. <laughs> Dick the Bruiser was the first person to call Bobby Heenan a weasel. This is when Bobby Heenan was a, get this, professional wrestler. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. Bobby Heenan, by the way, only man who ever claimed not to have ever been trained as a pro wrestler. He just said he showed up. Dick the Bruiser went, get in the ring. And he did. <laughs> um, he also one of the many times where money. wrestlers clearly are lying. Go ahead. Yeah, in the early seventies, uh, um, Bruiser and Wilbur Snyder get into business together. They could have been in business before that. Don't quote me on that. But they have their best year ever in nineteen seventy two. Dick the Bruiser wrestled sporadically until uh, basically he wrestled sporadically until an appearance for the AWA in nineteen eighty eight, and. Um, he even gave a promo. I think I put that online. Um, he even you do. You get many promos. WWF in 1990, or was it WCW mm -hmm. in 1990? But anyway, and then he died like a year later. He we talk uh, about the he, Crusher, and then we should take a break. Talk about the Crusher, and then talk about their tag team, and then kill each other. Just, just before we take a break, and then we talk about the Crusher, and then we talk about their tag team, and then we kill each other. It was a great yeah. order of the day, by the way. I just want to say this is also the other thing you need to know about the cruise, uh, the Dick the Bruiser is he also was. Um, Dick the Cruiser is a good name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my nickname when I'm cruising the streets mm. looking for babes. Um, also, perfect timing to take a break because I just got an alert from my PC that says battery is low. And I looked over to see Ooh. if my, uh, my computer is plugged in. And comedically, the plug is just... Uh, it's plugged into my computer and then it's just over here. Uh, but before we get to that, is Dick the Bruiser was a uh, promoter. The reason why he gave Bobby Heenan the start, all this sort of stuff, is he ran Indiana. That was his territory. He was always on top as the um, the uh, the top babyface. And he had a reputation for being a real piece of shit promoter uh, in that he always shorted everyone's pay. Uh, he also um, wasn't technically the order. He put it in his wife's name. So that he could always fuck with the athletic commissions. That's good. And this came came to a head. And I really enjoyed this story. When who came into the territory, uh, Dylan? Who's who's someone that doesn't fuck around when it comes to payoffs being weird? Harley Race. Bruiser Brody pops in. Oh, First of yes. all, uh, Dick the Bruiser goes, "Your name's King Kong, Brody, because I'm Dick. I'm the Bruiser in this territory." Oh. And they were like, "Okay, that's pretty lame." And then. And then he uh, he shorted uh, Bruiser Brody on his payoff. So what did Bruiser Brody do? Beat him up. Went to the ring while Dick the Bruiser was having a match, punched him one time in the face, and then left. <laughs> I mean, that gets the point across. I love the Bruiser Brody. Like I understand we're not supposed to speak ill of the dead. Guaranteed not a fun guy to be around. Great guy. Just a great justice man. Just like... There are a lot of... He gives like borderline shoot interviews in the 80s like bruiser brody would have if he would have been like stayed in wrestling which he probably wouldn't have would have been like terry funk and ecw you know oh 100 he would have been 
Yeah, he would have been the face of ECW, and yeah. ECW would have been... The one thing is he would have left ECW so many times. Like, the second Paul Heyman was just yeah. like, here's your check, and he's like, mm, no. I'm just going to quit. Yeah, he might have just been in WCW, and then the Hulk Hogan gets to beat him. I don't pin you after the boot. I'm going to pin you well, after, I'm sorry, the boot, not the leg. You don't deserve the leg. No, what have, probably would have happened is Bruiser Dougie. Brody... Bruiser Brody would have been brought in to face Hogan because Bruiser Brody and Hogan were weirdly very good friends because of that weird thing of Hogan being big in Japan and Hogan's big protectors in Japan being Brody and Hanson in that way that Hanson is in no holds barred but never wrestled Hogan because Hogan's like, I can't bring you in because I'd have to beat you and I don't want to beat you and stand here. Yeah, goddamn right. You can't beat me because you can't fucking leer you like well, also, like, what's Stan Hansen? They're going to be not friends soon because Stan Hansen would be like, I lay my shit in. No, you have to yeah. sell the boot, dude. You have to sell it by committing suicide after, brother. Yeah. Was that Vince? Was that Hulk McMahon? Was that a combination? That was. Hulk. Oh, my God. Do you think that all of the cost cutting that Vince McMahon's doing of the WWE is just to develop a Hulk Hogan Vince McMahon hybrid? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, I do now. Like Manimal? I think he's Hulk. I think he's injecting ovaries into Hulk Hogan and then he wants to get Hulk Hogan pregnant. And I think that's his ultimate goal. I think you're right. Thank you. We're going to take a break and be back with the Crusher's career and then about their tag team. Oh, Dylan, what a lovely break this is. We're uh, stopping the show to tell all of you that Dylan and I have had some shit happen in our lives. Dylan, go ahead. Mine's good. I'm a dad now. I'm going through a divorce and also I broke my body. So how about you fucks head on over to Patreon and give mummy and daddy, I'm mummy, he's daddy, some sweet, sweet cash. You get to decide what episodes we're doing. You get to uh, uh, exclusive access to episodes never released anywhere else, and we will love you. And also, um, we're fine if you don't donate to Patreon, but like, it'd be fucking sick if you did. If you can't donate to Patreon because you're that much of a poor piece of shit loser, just subscribe to us on whatever podcast app you're using. And most importantly, probably, even if you don't fucking subscribe, just rate, rate, review us, say, oh, this is good, because there's a lot of people who don't like how political we are for some reason. So rate, subscribe, review, suck, 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 bye, 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 enjoy hearing about whatever fucking carny is it. And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three. Hey, everybody, we're back from break. My name is John, and that's okay. Hey, Dylan, how are you? Oh, I'm very good. We're going to talk about a guy who had a very thick accent now. That's right. We're talking about the Sheik, friend, <laughs> the Crusher. Um, Fred Kohler is the first promoter to put the Crusher on TV because he had a, a physique that said, I do chest, and then what do I do after that? More chest, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to say this. is These guys really invented the, uh, I got a gut. Will I cut down on the bread? No. I will overdevelop my <laughs> upper body, and it will be yeah. a distraction. Well, it's just so funny, too, where it's like two guys. One guy plays for the Packers. The other guy... Um, is like based in Milwaukee and makes his whole career out of being Mr. Milwaukee. And it's like that Wisconsin, like, yeah, I'm in shape, but that doesn't mean I'm a sissy ass bitch that doesn't get wasted all days. I mean, Dick the Bruiser is also an example of this, but I do really miss local celebrity. Like I love yeah. local celebrity. Like everyone go look up my local weatherman from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, JJ Clark on television for 30 years, retired within a year of retired. He is, 
arrested for leaving threatening voice memos on various journalists' voicemails. Yeah, why wouldn't you be? That's what I do He's for a we- fucking fun. Yes, you do. Yeah. Hello? Glenn? It's me, Dylan. You're rude. Click. <laughs> yeah, buddy. This is the great thing. He's, uh, I don't know, man. The Crusher is really the basis for a lot of, like, he uh, his finisher's the full Nelson. He uses that goddamn bolo punch, baby. And, um... Yeah, he's the like these guys. They say it a lot of times, but like Stone Cold Steve Austin was just a way more refined combination of these two guys plus good wrestling. So that's a lot, he, really. <laughs> but it's like De Niro yeah. just playing the Sandman. I don't know. But it's also just sort of that thing of it's again. He's he has he has quotable sort of lines. He's always either calling people bums or turkey necks. He's asking people how about that. He's like very much in a time of. That weird, not really embraced and talked about part of the territorial wrestling, which is the Midwest AWA stuff, because all of the NWA wrestlers have gone on to be sort of embraced as the legends of the WWF. Well, all of these guys were like, this fucking Vince McMahon kid combs his hair. You know who else combs his hair? My wife. I don't fucking work for my wife. I'll never work for this bitch. <laughs> yeah, like, that's- fucking fuck you. So it's this weird thing with wrestling and that a huge portion of the history is not talked about because... Just it was so segmented, and then only certain segments were embraced as part of the wrestling lore. Like if Vince McMahon rewrote history, Jim Crockett was like around for like 20 minutes, but like a little baby boy, and then cried and died. And Vern Gagne never existed except for the really embarrassing end. So they never talk about the Crusher's significance. It's, it's particular because the Crusher well, is even more interesting. They can't make a DVD than- about the Crusher or the Bruiser as well because it's like what's that? What's that DVD? Uh, were there substance abuse? No, because they didn't have your schedule yet. So what happened? Um, well, they got hammered sometimes, and sometimes they didn't. They did a lot of chest and uh, really retired with all their faculties. Yeah. No, if you're Dick, we should say Dick that the, about the cru- the Crusher did great. Dick the Bruiser, not so much. Yeah, Dick the Bruiser died in one of the most bizarre. This is how Dick the Bruiser died. He was lifting weights with his son, and then he burst a blood vessel in his throat and choked to death, which is. This is how that happened. Dick the Bruiser's son was lifting a reasonable weight for a 20-year-old. Dick the Bruiser was a drunk man in his 50s. He was trying to show his son that he was still better than his son, and he died doing that. That's how he died. A hundred percent. He was um he was 62. Mm, That's how a man was dies. He? You fucking max bench and then you die in front of your son, so your son remembers what a fucking G. Looks I do like. want you to know, by the way, that Dylan. Uh, this is the Dylan four times already in his son's life has tried to die in front of his son and we've had to stop him every time yeah by doing max bench though that's how i'm going yeah yeah, it was every time it was max bench like i was over at dylan's house and i drove my mom's car and dylan then slid under on a skateboard and yelled max bench and tried to lift the car (laughs) yeah 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 I and Dylan, a lot of fluids, but whatever. Oh, oh my god yeah you then drank all that coolant and just went because i'm cool and i was like he's dead all happened is dylan just farted and it smelled like car and then he was fine it smelled like a new car. I had to drink all the coolant to make it lighter so I could try Max Bench again. That's what I did. That's true. I have seen D- Dylan did once lift a house, a Barbie's dream house. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, the Crusher won the AWA Heavyweight Championship three times. So both these How? guys. Because fucking he said he was going to drink Vern Gagne. Vern Gagne got confused. Thus was pinned. This is the thing, though, is that Vern Gagne went to his grave screaming about how Hulk Hogan wasn't a real wrestler. 
and one of his closest professional partners, the person that booked and helped maintain his biggest money territory town, Chicago, during his hottest period, was Dick the Bruiser. And then he put the belt on the Crusher three times. And the finishing move of Dick the Bruiser and the Crusher was, you lie down because I'm tired now. Like, these were not even good wrestlers. These were bo- mostly just like, these were flesh rocks on the canvas, baby. Oh, yeah, and he works for Vern Gagne for a million years, and by the Crusher's own words, he does a short run in the uh, WWF in the 80s and says he made more money in that run than he did in his entire AWA career. I mean, Vern Gagne... And I never had to uh, watch his son take a shit. And I never once... Was just on an airplane with Mad Dog Vashon while Mad Dog Vashon full threw up in on his own dick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, are the Crusher and the Bruiser just like the better nasty boys? I don't know. I was about to say the the Bruiser and the Crusher are the wrestle. pro Yeah, they're but they are so influential and no one gives them their due in that like the amount of wrestlers that are this, which is like for fuck's sake. Like AEW is is either just or either Vern Gagne's or Dick the Bruisers and Crushers. Like AEW is literally like these guys can really wrestle, no personality, or get ready for some charisma, baby. Not ask him to get in the ring because all he will do is sit down. Uh, I I gotta disagree. I think everyone in AEW yeah, it was is a, pretty good. Yeah, wrestler, no, it was a, it was a hundred percent not a true metaphor. I was as I was saying <laughs> it, I was like, two. this isn't real. That's the problem. Also. The thing about um, the Bruzy and the Crushy is that I they really don't benefit from being in a time where the main event has to be half an hour. It's fine that it's ten minutes. You know what I mean? Like the I think one of the better matches in wrestling history, and something that will do a lot to make wrestling a lot better, is the. Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg match where they just spammed finishers where it's like Goldberg did nine spears and Brock did six suplexes and then Goldberg did a jackhammer or six and then Brock did nine F5s. Like, I think that's like guys like the Bruiser and the Crusher could have just totally been like, oh, Crusher's in the ring. He's immediately got a full Nelson. Dude broke it because he's very strong. You know what I mean? Just like... I mean, I have to actually say, I think you stumbled on on per on actually the perfect sort of allegory for who they kind of are, which is they are that they're kind of Brock Lesnar minus like Brock Lesnar minus the 30 minutes he cared about wrestling and just is a guy. They look really good and you would like to watch them. Yeah, they're let they take wrestling less seriously than Hulk Hogan because Hulk Hogan guaranteed had some weird thing happen to him in his childhood that made him be like, I want to also be the president for some reason. But oh, they're just hey, like, here's something I just recently remembered from all of Hulk Hogan's books. Hulk Hogan's brother was like a full patch Hell's Angel, and like Hulk Hogan hung out with the Hell's Angels all the time. They, and you're like, oh, that I get it. Yeah, Hulk Hogan, you you weren't man enough to be. Not a rock star or a, an outlaw biker in your father's eyes. Mm-hmm. So you instead just creepily stare at your friend's wives. Ooh, someone's making <laughs> hot cakes. Someone, there's also a promo that I think I put on TikTok. I think I put that everywhere. But Hulk Hogan and the Crusher in Milwaukee. And the Crusher makes Hulk Hogan eat cigars. And uh, then... 
he says we're gonna get drink a bunch of beer after this and you have to understand how popular the crusher is that hulk hogan in the midst of hulkamania will throw away his entire marketing campaign which is say your prayers you know eat your vitamins yeah. to just be like also sometimes if a guy's pushy enough you're gonna have to eat cigars and get wasted with him because this is pretty cool yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, listen, guys, do not drink unless one friend tells you to. And then do it. <laughs> unless a guy half your size but twice your bench tells you to, because then it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun. That's how I started drinking as Dylan was doing max bench and he just went, I have a cocktail. And I was like, no, exactly. man, this, guy's, yeah. this guy just lifted eight pounds. I did a <laughs> You're out of focus. Uh, 1963, this is when the bruiser and the crusher form. Why do they form, yeah. John? Uh, there was some fat women dancing, and they went, I want to dance with them. <laughs> yeah. They and forced they were those like, fat women to smoke because they thought it would make them lose weight. <laughs> forced, out. Exactly. Yeah, it turns out, yeah, it, turns out it was just... The- and they had yeah, it was just Dick the Dick the Bruiser actually just thought Crusher was a fat girl he could dance with. <laughs> yeah, and they, they, didn't, they only learned they weren't uh, fat girls uh, years later. Very disappointing. Yeah. They were a uh, former tag team in the AWA to feud with Ivan and Carol... Kalmykov. There you go, Russians. Uh, I assume they were uh, Japanese wrestlers. I would hope that at some point they would feud with the Surgeon General and literally beat up the Surgeon oh, General. Oh my God, that would have been good. And in this corner, the Surgeon General of the United States, and it's just a small. Please don't sit, smoke. What? 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 You could lose your jaw. You lose your jaw. Rips a man's actual jaw off. Everyone. Polka, everyone having fun. Also, oh, this is also why they are so ECW wrestlers is also the fact that they talk about the polka. Like, how Paul Heyman didn't fucking book the Crusher on one ECW event just to have him come oh, out, yeah. do the polka, and then New Jack's music plays, and then the Crusher and New Jack have to have a full actual fight. <laughs> they play Roll Out the Barrel, and then the Crusher... Full fox kimono wanalea while she <laughs> says while Paul says, This is what I'm talking about. This'll get us on CBS. Yeah, finally Dusty wouldn't have thought of this one. <laughs> How about this? How about the crusher takes an upper decker and we blow up the ECW arena? And here's the kid. All the, the wrestlers and fans are in it. <laughs> yeah. It's an insurance scam, Todd Gordon. Don't Paul Heyman. <laughs> Paul Heyman. Um, oh, this is good. You know what? They kept... Uh, so... Sorry. This is wrestling historian. Uh, wrestling uh, historian talks about... They had a six-man tag. Wrestling historian George Shire explains they had a six-man tag, and throughout the entire match, Hennig and Race refused to tag off with Bruiser. They... That's good. Hennig and Race would tag off with each other, but when Bruiser entered the ring, the referee would throw him out. Bruiser was prancing on the side of the ring apron. Finally, the third fall, Bruiser was ticked, so he goes into the ring. The Bruiser takes the heads off, uh, the heads of Hennig, and Race smashes them together. Hennig flops outside of the ring, and Wilbur uh, pins Race. One, two, three. This was the first time Hennig and Race had lost. Although it was a six-man tag match, that match set up a long-running feud with Hennig, and race against Dick the Bruiser, and of course his partner, the Crusher. And also, the Bruiser and the Crusher would uh, refer to Hennig and Race as the Dolly Sisters because they're fucking. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, uh, so good. Harley Race said in his autobiography that the Crusher portrayed Larry and me as cross-dressing sissies. You are you are a fucking dress. And I get drunk on beer and I'm full of sausages. I love because here's the thing is I always enjoy being like what like Harley Race because he was just like Harley Race is portrayed as this this sort of like ironclad rock of a man. And then it's just like, no, he was like every other wrestler. We just he was old enough that our generation of old guys, he was the one they looked up to, but the generation of old guys before Harley were like mutton chops. I didn't realize I was yeah. I was fighting a child. Real men, well, real men don't shave. Real men just look at their look in the mirror and just go no, and the hair falls off their face from fear. And also, you look at Harley Race. He has a perm, and he also has uh, that frilly jacket. So there is like, yeah. we look at Harley Race and we're like, he has a yeah. I, mean, I guess he has a perm, but like, look, this guy's clearly so intimidating. But and then it was like, it's it's just wrestling has. The subtleties of how you're a heel are really changed. Like in the 50s or 60s, you could have just been like, wait a minute, are his laces red? That's the yeah. fucking most disgusting thing I've ever Boo seen. Him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my opponent did not order a club sandwich at lunch. He had a salad. There's going to be a riot. <laughs> wait a minute. What's that next to your potatoes? Uh, nothing. If it's not more potatoes, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. What's that in your cup? What's that in your fucking cup? Uh, that's water. Oh, I didn't realize I was talking to a puss bitch. <laughs> dog. You're a pussy dog. The busher. Pussy is, dog. Uh, the busher. The pusher. Uh, Who, the, the pusher who's the pusher? The you pooper. fucking idiot. Um, they feuded with the Devil's Duo, which was Angelo Plafo and Chris Markov. I assume... Uh, Chris Markov's another hurtful stereotype because Angelo Poffo was certainly the miser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Markov was just called the not welcome Chris Markov. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, and here's in this a, here's corner, he can't get a job. Watch out for him, Chris Markov. So this is Don Fargo and Don Colt, um, the chain gang. Crusher's had this promo. Yippies, hippies, and dippies. They never take a bath. They never comb their hair. They have earrings in their noses. You bums, we're gonna murder you. <laughs> I mean, that's so good. Good stuff. And then that's we're gonna take stuff. you down that's a how you set up and a match. scrub you and give you a bath, which you haven't had in ten years. The people will have to boil their water around Chicago for a month or two after that. The people will have to boil their water around Chicago for a month or two after that. I can explain it. It's because okay. you smell so bad you're gonna affect the water supply. That's so they'll have good. to boil the water for clean water. <laughs> See, that's good. That's a short promo, and it gets uh, across. We like polka, not people with hair. Anything different. Like, imagine serving... Oh, I also hear something I just realized. Avocados. He would... Oh, my God. Him. What happened to the butter? What the fuck happened to the butter? How this... over would the crusher be now? It was just an old man who's just so mad about new things. He beats he up would the be, whole internet. He would, he would somehow be the AEW and WWE champion. Like Tony <laughs> Khan and Vince McMahon would be like, we, we, he's not big enough for one company. Here's the other thing I just realized. How was there never just a hippie that's a heel in territory wrestling? Like as in like, it's Dick the Bruiser versus Randy from San Francisco who's trying to date your daughter. No, my daughter. There probably was, but they didn't like have Vince McMahon style wrestling yet. So it wasn't like uh, the guy's name wouldn't have been like 
you know, Woodstock Hendrix. Like, that's what it would have been if you applied yeah. Vince McMahon stuff to it. But anyway, the Bruiser, the Crusher beat Giant Baba and Antonio Inoki. This is so crazy. They, they beat, they literally beat Japanese wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing we can both agree on, this is like Tony Khan and Vince McMahon being like, the, we, we could both need to have Roman Reigns and Kenny Omega lose to these men in a minute and a half. Yeah, there's one thing we can agree, and that is that there's no way the giant Baba wins. Also, can I say this about the giant Baba, and it's always bothered me? The least intimidating wrestler I've ever seen in my entire life. It's one of those things where it's like, I only really put together the Harley race having a perm as him being a pretty boy. Uh, I th always thought, like, handsome Harley race was like a joke. Like, oh, because he's clearly such a tough guy. Oh, like, it's interesting. I always thought it was because he was a heel and he's just like, I'm handsome. And they're like, yeah, just let him say whatever he wants. It's so funny that Harley race was flamboyant at a time. Yeah. But it's so funny that that's what, what's flamboyant. Well, he's smoking a cigarette quickly. He's wearing blue. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, that's he's not wearing beige like the rest of us. He must have he must have gone to a big city and not just to get more seed. He's wearing a shirt with buttons outside of church. He's a fucking asshole. Yeah, this fucking ritzy ditzy motherfucker has probably heard a woman sing inside a restaurant. <laughs> um, this is pretty dope. This is pretty dope. Uh, shitty, but um, in 1984 they had a couple matches against Road Warriors. Road Warriors were dicks and fucked up the Crusher's back, which is like, yeah, this is oh the other yeah, thing we... because they they press slammed the Crusher. Which was like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? Please don't press slam this man. He does not. He does not treat wrestling like and it's an athletic com in their contest. Mid fifties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. I truly believe though that that was the that was Vern Gagne finally being like, that wouldn't have happened to me because I know how to do a f I know how to do a mm. press I know how to reverse a press hold into that's right you guessed it hammerlock takedown like oh, it's I guarantee if you go ahead. kill me that hurts Greg's feelings I'm truly torn the ultimate yeah. finishing move. Yeah. Oh, do I continue being the most successful man that ever lived, or do I make my son cry again? <laughs> Truly. And hmm, I think what I'll do is just fake dementia so I can finally kill a man. <laughs> All right. September 28, 1985, Bruiser and the Crusher make their final appearance together as Super yeah. Clash 1. Fitting, because they go out in the AWA. They won the AWA World Tag Team Championship five times. Um and the NWA International Tag Titles. That's what they beat uh, Baba and Noki for. Really, one of like I didn't realize. I thought they were like like um as single stars. They were very much territory guys, but really all across the world as a tag. And that's how you do it. You get two guys who are really good promos, but can't really work, and they have an okay match because there's two of them. Yeah, it's a very fascinating sort of thing. Is basically they are the, exactly what you said is that you could have considered them as not that legendary, and that's simply because their story, their giant, massively important careers, took place in a part of the wrestling world that we do not count as significant. So we just sort of ignore it. It's so weird because the, if they embrace, if WWE embraces this part of wrestling, then they have so many more feel-good stories. Because Vince McMahon 
just what the high impact style of wrestling becomes. I think that's coincidental, but just really the travel schedule is what really killed a lot of these wrestlers. It, I completely, that, but it's the travel. Well, yeah, it's it was the travel schedule and also the pills and also Vince McMahon like crushing glass and some of their food just because he just wanted to see if they would bleed. Do you shit bad then? Ha ha ha! Yeah. You're dead. What? I'm laughing. Let me ask you. Brown and red makes purple in the <laughs> toilet. Okay, good. But when Crusher had his open heart surgery in 1990, uh, Dick the Bruiser called him every day and even told him he loved him. Of course. Yeah. Dick the and then Dick died. the Bruiser yeah. immediately died. Dick the Bruiser, I love you. Died. Now, if you'll excuse me, I must go die. I'm sorry. I love you. Super kick himself. November yeah, 10, yeah. 1991, he died. And how does he die, Dylan? By being a man, by going max bench. He was weightlifting with his adopted son, pressured a blood vessel in his esophagus, and then now he's in, there is there is heaven, and it's only for one man, Dick the Bruiser. That's right. And that's because Dick the Bruiser went in. on payoffs, and he didn't like sissies, I guess. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to oh be like, God. I really like these guys going into it, but then it'd be like, oh, their whole character was that they like, hated anything effeminate. It's like, well, now, well, how, how are we supposed to like this? I don't know. Well, it's that sort of thing. Is it's the crazy thing of like, it's that thing of history is also weird in that history like records that like, like the peace and love movement of the 60s was the mainstream thing that was going on. It was like, no, that was like a small segment of young people in three cities in America and one city in Britain and like, some parts of Canada and everyone most fucking hated it. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the country was just sort of like, you just go to Vietnam because they're not white. What? Uh, I don't need to. Why do I have to explain myself? I'm Dick the fucking bruiser. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's Much the thing, like which now, is like, we're going to, it's going to be recorded. Like, and everyone loved trans people. And then just oh, like yeah. skirt over all those shit. Yeah. Every, and yeah oh, I was going to, I thought you were going to say, and everyone was a proud boy. <laughs> Well, no, they're going to have to talk about, like, the horrible disinformation, whatever. Anyway, let's talk about the Crusher. He died 2005. Um, there's a really great TV clip I posted on Twitter where it's just about the Crusher basically being like, I'd fucking kick the shit out of all these losers. And the reporter's like, and that is true. Pretty cool. That's pretty sick. You should do that. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, the Crusher seems like a much better person because he didn't fuck over anyone on payoffs, and also he could bench press nearly six hundred pounds, and he liked to have beers. Yeah, he did. I mean, that's he what fucking liked beers. Yeah, you want to live till your late seventies, loving fucking beers. Yeah, what do you love? I love beers, man. That's cool. That is fucking cool. Wait one second. His wife Faye and infant son Gary. Um. Oh, he died of a brain tumor. I've just reread that. Oh, okay, because he had an infant son that passed away. I thought he meant like he had a kid at 78, and I was like, that's sick. He certainly did. And uh, let's also Max never forget pregnancy. Crusher showed up at um, uh, Over the Edge, 1997, I believe it was, 97. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mad Dog Vashon had a prosthetic leg. Jerry Lawler took the prosthetic leg off of Mad Dog Vashon, hit Crusher in the face. And Crusher took off his shirt and Bolo punched Jerry Lawler. And let me tell you this about Crusher without a shirt on. Let me tell you why Crusher was a good guy. Because Crusher's body did not change. Like, he stopped, clearly oh. just stopped working out the same. Yeah, he said a big chest. Good yeah, he just had a big chest. He had a big, hot chest, and he was oh. wearing a fucking... Yeah, also, something that doesn't happen anymore, which is um, 
white men of a certain age, just uh, they hit about 65. I'm wearing sunglasses and a hat inside, no matter the situation. <laughs> I they're going to say sunglasses, no shirt, because that's a that's a thing. Another club. Now, that's more of a millennial look. That's a look that I will be bringing back. I'm, you guys are lo- Dylan insisted I put on a shirt because he and I'm quoting Dylan right now said your pecs are too hard. I will just get an erection out of yeah, pride. I, I have a big erection now. What I yeah, said. Dylan also, by the way, has stopped saying boner. He now just he oh, now that he's a father, he just speaks in medical terms. Oh, well, my penis is engorged to the point of erection. My penis is cock hard. That's what I say. That's what doctors say. Uh, sir, we're doing this surgery because your fucking dicky's getting sticky up in some poo. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's why I God, think are you aware that you're? Yeah. Are you aware that your wife is pregnant just because you got an erection around her? Yeah, that's right, man. I'm Dylan Max Bet Gotch. <laughs> Mr. God, please stop saying that and stop trying to lift things in the um, uh, waiting room of this doctor's office. Will not. Oh, sorry. I'll do I, Dylan's voice. Will not. That's Dylan's uh, voice. Oh, yeah, because of the steroids. It's super high. Anyway, what's the best worst thing about the bruiser and the crusher? Best thing about the Bruiser and the Crusher is that uh, they beat the godfathers of Japanese wrestling in the most Vern Gagne orchestrated thing ever, which I guarantee Vern Gagne not in that match. Anytime a wrestler went to New Japan or All Japan, he made them hear the story of how the Bruiser and the Crusher beat both Anoki and Baba. That makes me so happy. Like, just the, mm-hmm. the image of a young wrestler. Hulk Hogan, I'm going to go to Japan. I wouldn't do that, Terry. Let me tell you about two guys that were supposed to lose a match, but then insisted on just beating the shit out of two nice men who came over from Japan. Their names were <laughs> Dick the Bruiser and the Crusher, and they are very rude. I really like, though, did you know the storyline they actually said in Japan, why the Bruiser and the Crusher were so, because they were so disgusted with just like being in a different culture they couldn't speak they were so angry and that's what gave them the superpowers to beat baba and anoki that's very funny also the worst thing is that they are lost to history because they weren't part of a significant territory that vince mcmahon has included in the lore of wrestling that's what i would say is the worst thing about the bruiser and the crusher that's actually thank you true. i think they yeah, all their names just complement each other you hear oh. the bruiser and the crusher and it's kind of like a great tag name like the only tag good tag names back then were brothers, like t- brother teams. But like the Bruiser and the Crusher, you don't need to name that tag team. You know <laughs> That's exactly such a great point, actually. Is that tag team names were so like there was like they had a time when it was like they're the doctors, they're the boys, they're the men wearing clothes, and then they're like it's the ja- it's the it's the Chappy Boys, it's the it's the Dongle Brothers, and then you sort of hit the eighties, and it's like everyone had a tag team name, and then it hits the nineties, and it's like I don't know. The gobbledygooker and Marty Jannetty, and they're the tag champs for two years. I don't give a fuck. Like yeah, that's it's... cares now. But yeah, that's his uh and you couldn't have found two wrestlers that would have complimented each other better and they like kinda came up with their characters that were the same. Again, I don't think that they were characters. I think that this is just who they yeah, fucking were as human guys beings. Who smoked. <laughs> guys who smoked and got drunk. Yeah, like I like how you're literally trying to apply like modern wrestling tropes to this. Like, oh, you know, they had to develop their characters. It's like that's just who they fucking were, bro. Like they just turned like Yeah. Could you maybe not swear could don't swear? Um 
I'll say I love it. I love everything about it. It's so it's so from a bygone era of like exactly what you were talking about. Like these guys would have been pissed off at rock and roll music. Like Oh my god, you know they would have I mean? hated like, they it. They fucking hated Black Sabbath. These guys thought Black Sabbath oh. were a bunch of fucking long haired losing bitches and then they blasted Polka while they knocked out these fucking dipshit assholes. Good for them. The God idea of right. a guy smoking a large cigar coming down to Polka, it's like, he should be the champ. I don't know. Like, there's, I understand it's just specifically from a time, and that's why it happens, but you're, it's it's a lot of good stuff. I had a lot of fun watching old Bruiser and Crusher clips. Uh, that's fucking so it, I, John. I'm so happy we did these guys for no other reason than I think that they are incredibly influential on wrestling and they do not get their due whatsoever. Now, Dylan, why don't you fucking tell the people who we're doing next week, you punk bitch. I'm looking it up now. John, do the plugs and then we'll talk about who we're doing next week. Ladies and gentlemen, you want to hear more about Dylan Gott, head on over to Twitter at the big stupid idiot. No, at... D-Y-L-A-N-G-O-double-of-that-T. You can check me out on Twitter at the John Hastings. If you want my other podcast, that's the Untitled Twitch stream. Check that out on Twitter at Untitled Twitch or on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv backslash Untitled Twitch stream. Let's do Dave Meltzer. Oh, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Next week, we will be the Wrestler Review Boys jump in the why are we doing this mobile and head on over to <laughs> um annoying town how Population- would you even it would just be like dave Meltzer would be like him on donahue because of the steroid trial and then the ring boy scandal we'll have to revisit all those that'll be fun oh anyway, i cannot and, uh, wait what clips, what clips am i gonna post just him on donahue being like there are there are six chords in this room there are four just post a video of his fucking office also garrett this by the way after colt cabana this is another uh episode that will be a hundred percent listened to by the man who um who we're profiling i i knew colt cabana was gonna listen and i know dave Meltzer will listen to this episode yeah he wants to hear what these two fucking losers have to say yeah i yes he does he a hundred percent that's sick. He 100% does. I guarantee he'll be... I will, he'll, he, we'll get subtweeted by Dave Meltzer for sure because he, he like, some random guy would be like, hey, I think, um, oh I my think God. that the yeah, one, two, does. three kid should have been the women's champion. He'll be like, you can clearly see that could have never happened. Not only not, not the same gender, oh. but he's a bad worker. There is a thread. A if you can find it, there's a thread that it, it's so gorgeous. It's go on it's for some, so long. The thread, the thread where a guy goes, no, I think there were 93,000 people at WrestleMania 3, and it's just Dave Meltzer replying. Like The guy literally just says one thing, and there's this was years ago. I wrote it all on a train in England, and it was there were 50 responses. And he's like, uh, maybe you should stop listening to Bruce Pritchard's podcast. That man does not speak truth. That man is a liar. And it's just sort of like, Dave, let it go, buddy. Yeah, it's like if you were to just walk into a room and be like, you know, um, they actually lie on a lot of the death certificates. COVID's not that big a deal. And then just watch people yell at you and stand there and be like, yeah, but it's like they fake that part and then just keep yeah. on. Like that's what you could do to Dave Meltzer, but about wrestling statistics. Oh my God. Actually, I think that Luna Vachon was um, not as good as Sable and then just watch Dave Meltzer's eyes full 360 roll <laughs> in his just... head. Yeah, the Kenny Omega thing, like saying Kenny Omega, whatever, is the hack way of just pissing off Dave Meltzer. I'm sure there's another way to get him very upset. 
that's like yeah well it's also dave Meltzer brought that on himself with that fu- like when he like it's six stars and it's like no dave shut the fuck up i guess i don't know man who cares okay let's, so let's just oh my god at the dave end of this. we're doing dave Meltzer next week we are getting meta soon we're gonna do john yeah we yeah, the week after we're doing Dylan's son. And then we're going to have to, John will somehow forget facts about his own life, and Hobson will yeah. find them out. Yeah, exactly. Actually, that yeah, didn't ho- happen. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Actually, yeah, no. your mom, that's not your mom's name. It is. It's my yeah. own mother. Oh, my God, it's not. Yeah. I've been lying yeah. to you, John. Anyway, suck a fucking wiener or a dinky <laughs> or a butthole, and have a good night, guys. Goodbye. I wasn't recording. We have to do that again. What? Pranked you. Damn it.